0: Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's
3: got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought.
4: United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
1: What's going on, everybody? I am excited on a Monday. My 3-1 to one Braves ticket is looking a lot better in the NL East. What can I say? We've had a crazy weekend of college football in the NFL. He's Matt Brown. I'm Stormy Bond and Tony. I thought you- for
3: sure you were going with the chair thing whenever you said that you were super excited here on a Monday. And instead, you went with your a bedding thing. I mean, come I on. I
1: mean, I was trying to keep yeah. it on brand for what our network and but what our guess show what? was we have supposed new to be. It's but so we do great. have new chairs. Oh. Okay, we had so much talk last week yeah. about how I was just shrinking before your very eyes it's... for those of you that were watching on the stream mm. and. It was sad. Like I was like a little hunchback of Notre Dame down here, and so look at me now. Look at, look you at now. me now. I know. Very exciting stuff, but also exciting stuff going on in the sports world. Yes. Like I mentioned, um, we'll have Sia Najad of Win Daily Sports, as well as South Point Oddsmaker Vinnie Mayulo, who are going to join us throughout the course of the next two hours. But. Sunday started wild with a double doink who needs coffee when you have a double doink with the 6:30 AM Pacific time start in the NFL. And then it ended with just the chiefs offense carving up what we thought going into the game was the best defense in the NFL, all sandwiched in the middle survivor mayhem, where it looked as if the green Bay Packers who over nearly 700 players, nearly 700 players yeah, in the Circus 44% Survivor Contest. Yeah,
3: percent of the field. So it would have just, it would have just, began, to it been over. Went overtime against
1: yeah. a third-string quarterback. Yeah. So how, how, okay, honestly, like take me through just your emotions yesterday and what that was like.
3: None. I was laughing about it. Stop. I was like, I, no, I, I you. You have
1: both of your entries prom, on Green yes, Bay.
3: I was laughing about it. I was like, if I am going to lose to Bailey Zappi, then so be it. This is like, <laughs> this is like the most hilarious year for Survivor ever. Basically, I was, I, honest to God, I was just, I was like laughing about it. It was just it watching that unfold. And then when it goes to overtime, I was like, I'm certainly 100% getting bounced now. Like I just knew for sure I was getting bounced, but Hey, look, we survive. We move on. I'll tell you this. It's going to be a wild ride. Whenever I take the Jags this week, that's for sure. Oh man. You've already decided. You've
1: already decided. (laughs)
3: Yeah. So that's the map, you know, I've got the little map and that's the map and that's where the map is taking me. Well,
1: before we get to that, speaking of the Jags, Mm -hmm. how impressed were you with the way that the Eagles were able to overcome the 14 point deficit early? They're your number one power rated team. And I think something that we learned in that game is now they can play in different situations. We've seen them play from ahead. We've seen them play from behind. We've seen them play in weather. they can do all of the things. They needed five turnovers to get there, but they not only win and get the cover for the Eagles.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think if you were questioning at all about what this defense can do, and I mean, this is, I think that's what really stood out to me is this defense now is in the position where I think we're probably going to be talking about them in the top five-ish range for for the course of the season. There's really no weakness in the defense whatsoever. All three levels plays extremely well. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, they just continue to kind of, plug along you know i mean it's i don't mind seeing a team have to kind of struggle a little bit and then overcome that struggle right i mean we have seen some teams that haven't been able to do that so far this year and this team that i am so incredibly high on being able to come back from what you know again mm-hmm. i'm not going to say could have gotten out of hand because i mean you know again they're they're good enough they weren't going to let the game get out of hand but it was certainly a was certainly a lesser team could have folded for sure, and, and they didn't do that. And I think what we're really starting to see here from this squad is run the ball very well, making good decisions at the quarterback position. You have playmakers at wide receiver if you need it. They didn't necessarily need huge splash plays in this one, but, like, you start to look and you're going, where where is the weakness mm-hmm. here? You believe in the coaching staff. You believe in whatever it is. It's almost like every single team we can point to something, mm-hmm. right? And it's just really hard right now. I mean, the Bills right now is just an injury situation for them. But I mean, still there's something for still, us to yeah. And they still won. Yeah, there's something for us to like point yeah. at at least with that. You get to the Eagles and it's kind of like what what. Where's the weakness here? What well, are we looking at? Love, what are we going to try to exploit? There's really nothing to exploit.
1: I love that you called attention to the defense and how they mm-hmm. were the reason that you won this game because so far to this point, all of the hype I feel like has been around mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts and been about what he's been able to do in the air and with his legs. And he does. He is able to do all of those things. But that front seven took over and it was really exciting to watch. And and yeah, no, no real weakness and, that we can see. And
3: honestly, same thing for like week one, we were talking about the Rams and them having to play a full strength Bills. I don't really knock the Jags all that much. In this right, because if I'm if I do consider the Eagles the best team in the NFL right now, as we said, then a you know look a 21 to 29 defeat, and I understand some of that a little bit as cosmetic, but I mean you know a. Losing to this Eagles team
1: isn't the isn't like The, the are good.
3: Yeah, it's not like yes. the worst thing in the world, right? I mean, like it's still
1: their turnover margin got hosed this week, but yeah. other than it's that. It's still an they're upper half team, yes.
3: team in the NFL. I don't think we were ever gonna consider them to be a, you know, a, a single digit if we're doing our power ratings. They're not gonna show up in the single digits or anything like that. But I mean they're a they're an upper half team in this league right now. I know it's crazy to say, but it just is. Yeah. It's a situation, uh, where- and
1: a very manageable road ahead, like we've talked about with the Eagles and their schedule. I was looking at some ESPN FPI numbers, and it was talking about how they're favored to win, like based on the numbers, right? Over fifty percent possible possibility to win five of their next six games. The one that they had below fifty percent was this coming week against the Arizona Cardinals, and I was like, "Are we looking at the same thing here? Like, I was like, if "That's not the way that I would view this." at all, despite the Cardinals being able to get the win, who was it against? Like we have to take some of these things into account, no? Yes. No, the that Cardinals was, are not good.
3: No, no, no. That was
1: that no. game was Okay, that and game we will talk was-
3: absolute garbage. We
1: will talk yeah. a little bit about that garbage and the scorching seat that is Matt rules chair at this point, um, being a head coach and the, I mean the numbers with which they have lost um, is pretty ridiculous. And I think banker Mayfield should probably be benched, but who can you bench him for? There's nobody healthy and available. Anyways, they
3: really wish Matt Corral had not gone down oh, to, yeah. to a season in Cause this would be the perfect opportunity to be like, let's just YOLO this, right? I mean, yes. it cannot be worse let's put in this rookie see what he could do whatever like that that is that's a bummer for Corral as well because he'd have been gifted a starting job in the NFL because they're just the Yes, there's nowhere to go. Speaking uh, of
1: Kenny Pickett, we saw him finally. Uh, All these things that we'll talk about a little bit later. But But it's Monday (laughs) night, baby. We got to talk some Monday night night football. My San Francisco 49ers getting ready um, to go through the emotional distraught that is fandom as Mm. we have a Monday night football NFC West showdown in Santa Clara. The 49ers a two-point favorite. There are some one-and-a-halfs still out there, but we've seen the number creep up uh, a little bit there, which surprised me, to be honest with you, because I would have thought that more people would be coming in on L.A. here.
3: Well, there's a lot of that whole, you know... I mean, again, I don't I don't do not hashtag trends and everything, but, the you know... The team has their number in the
1: regular there's season. There's a
3: lot of yes. that going around. It's the look at this against this and whatever and whatever and yada, yada, and all that again. I mean, it's just... Just to it,
1: tell you what those numbers are, the 49ers have won the past six regular season matchups. The Rams did win the most recent meeting in the postseason, that NFC Championship game, 20-17, to 17, that honestly was in the 49ers' hands. Shanahan they Han should has have won. number yes, and all like,
3: has all the things. Yeah, and I mean, and listen... I think those are fine if you want to, like, kind of go in with some sort of understanding of maybe what's going on. I mean, teams that are familiar with each other. But, again, we should be we should be handicapping each game individually, and we should certainly not be basing our opinions off of what's happened in the past, especially considering, look, there's a couple of very big things going on in this game that can alter your opinion on either one of these teams, one of which – The best offensive tackle in all of football is no longer going to be on the offensive line for Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers tonight. Like Trent Williams is gone. You've got Aziz Alshair, who's also going to be out for them. Ty Davis-Price, also out for them tonight. Both starting defensive tackles, and again, we'll know 90 minutes before uh, kickoff, but Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead are both Mm -hmm. questionable for this, and apparently Kinlaw's on the bad side of questionable. I guess there were reports of the beat writers saying that he was kind of hobbling around out there at practice on – On Saturday, and so you're like, okay, well, that sounds horrible for the 49ers. Well, let's go to the Rams side of things where their center, Brian Allen, if you remember, got a knee injury in week one. He has still not been able to return for them. Their left guard, David Edwards, got concussion. He did not clear concussion protocol, so he is also going to be out. So that's two starting offensive linemen out for the Rams tonight. And David Long, one of their starting corners, is also out. So, yes, it's bad on the 49ers side, but it's bad on the Rams side as well. So this isn't like a, hey, you know, draw a straight line as to why – you know one of these injury situations is worse than the mm-hmm. other because there's an offensive line issue on one side there's an offensive line issue on the other side there's a deep maybe a defensive line issue going on with the 49ers but there's a corner that's missing for for the rams so i mean this is this is We really do have to really dig into this and kind of try and figure out how this game's going to play out.
1: Okay, so what kind of a game are you expecting? We haven't seen the Rams be able to run the ball very efficiently, and we know that the 49ers' defense is good against the run. 49ers also Mm -hmm. really like to run the football. So, I mean, that's kind of their bread and butter as much as possible. Get Debo Samuel in the run game cooking when they can. I'm not sure how this is going to play out. Yeah, And that's why I don't have a bet on it. Just full disclosure. I'm just going to sit back and watch this game. I do have a couple props, which we'll get to later in prop watch. But from a side and total standpoint, all I have is a lean on the under. And that's about all you're going to get out of me.
3: Let's talk about what we do know, right? What we do know is the 49ers defense has been fantastic so far. And one of the things that has made them so fantastic is they're able to get pressure with the front four. And they have not had to blitz very much. They do not blitz hardly at all. And actually that works so much in their favor in this matchup in particular, because Matthew Stafford is one of the three, three best quarterbacks in the league against mm-hmm. the blitz. And over the last decade, he's been the best quarterback. You love those against, numbers. You love diving blitz. into those against
1: the well, blitz it's numbers. It's just like, yeah.
3: it's 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 like, because it's one of those things where if you have a team that relies strictly on getting pressure by blitzing, it plays right in the hands of a Stafford, of a Mahomes, of a Burrow, who's actually been super good against the blitz as well. But if you can leave all of your full complement of, of defenders back, Out there, and you're just getting that pressure with the front four. It puts you in such an advantageous position, which is what I think we're going to see tonight. I think Stafford's going to have some looks where he looks kind of confused and stuff. You and I were talking out there. Is it worth you know playing both of these guys throwing a pick tonight? And I think it it definitely could be. And so that said, if you want to make us, if you want to sympathize with the Rams again, no starters played in the preseason Stafford had the issue with the arm Allen Robinson and Stafford didn't have any time to get any sort of chemistry going. So you could think that maybe that gets better for them along the way. What do we know on the Ram side of things? They've just been middling so far. You know, along the way. And then on the 49ers offensive side, Jimmy Garoppolo is basically in the same situation Stafford was. He didn't play in the mm-hmm. preseason. He doesn't have any rapport with any of the starters. And if anything.
1: What did he say? My arm's going to fall off? Yeah. I mean, along yeah. Those I lines. mean,
3: so it's like we're, we are really still getting two yeah. teams that I think are. Kinda works in progress Absolutely. here, and so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be super fun. It's, it's gonna be a
1: dogfight on Monday Night Football in the NFC West, two teams that know each other well. Um, we're gonna step aside real quickly. When we come back, we're gonna hear from betting and fantasy expert Sia Najad uh, get his take from the NFL weekend that was and Monday Night Football coming up.
0: Love you, John Wall. Thanks, coach. Love you too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my day. That's my (laughs) day. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble.
1: The NHL season's almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all of the action. The v hockey season prep guide's available now. The strategies and best bets for the season ahead get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL bettor needs to know. This guide's a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those who are new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the v hockey season prep guide by becoming a visa and Pro Subscriber today at vcin.com slash subscribe. And I told you I was going to dig into the hockey this weekend. Mm -hmm. I did it. You did it? I fired on some bets. We can talk about these later. I'm very excited about it. I I got my wheels turning. I'm
3: glad you followed through because I lied to everyone out there and said I was going to read it this weekend, and I did not. Not one single page. Not one single page. I I did not. I dug into
1: it all, baby. Uh, But we're going to talk a little NFL right now. We'll save the hockey and NHL talk for later. But welcome in Sia Najad, NFL and PGA betting analyst for Win Daily Sports. Among numerous outlets, the great work that he does in the betting, DFS, and fantasy spaces as well. Welcome in and another wild weekend in the NFL. How'd you handle
4: it all? Stormy, Matt, how are you? Yeah, it's a wild weekend. You know, it's funny, though, because... We perceive these things as wild weekends based on trends that aren't really trends from weeks one, two, and three. So it's very interesting. I mean, obviously some of the games are wild just in and of themselves. But it's one of those things where I think people set expectations after one or two or three weeks on who these teams are, who these players are, or who these defensive or offensive units are. And really that's not necessarily the case because we don't have a big enough sample size yet.
3: See, ya. Let's, uh, let's look at the, the surprises from this past week, and I don't know which one really stands out to me the most. I mean, I think probably when it all comes down to it is more of these teams that I was incredibly high on. Well, I wouldn't say incredibly high on, but that I was high on that have turned out to be complete and utter garbage. I think probably to me so far has been the biggest surprise. What say you?
4: Well, the Colts are are an interesting surprise. That would be I mean, the team, I, that, would be the team <laughs> that I speak of there, Sia. Yes,
3: yes, that would be the team that I speak of.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's one of those things where it was almost a process of elimination when it came to the Colts in terms of winning their division. And, you know, we, we did probably, and I was one of them. It wasn't a big bet for me. I mean, one of my biggest sort of like division winner bets was actually the Eagles to win the NFC East at like plus 165. But I did like the Colts. Um. Right after the draft, I think I was recommending that bet at, like, I think it was still plus money. I mean, at the end of the day, it's Matt Ryan. And, and oh, by the way, he's not much of an upgrade over Carson Wentz. And that's an indictment on both Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, for that matter. And and I just don't think we are valuing what Mike Vabel does in terms of getting the most out of his players on both sides of the ball uh, as much as we should. And, and know, they, they have numerous injuries on the offensive line. Traylon Burks just went down. But to me, the Tennessee Titans are still the class of that division. I know Jacksonville is an up-and-coming team. I think they'll slowly start to fade. I think they're a great team, at least relative to Jacksonville teams of the past. But the Colts, I would say, are a pretty big surprise just because of what we thought the rest of that division was going to be.
1: Yeah, it's certainly been a disappointing start. And to your point about the Titans, Derrick Henry finally got it going. A team that I wanted to ask you about. The Green Bay Packers because they're three and one right now and it has not been pretty any step of the way, especially what we saw yesterday afternoon and when you look at their schedule face New York. And New York (laughs) coming up the next two weeks. And then the Washington Commanders. And they could very easily be 6-1 and after that. And people will be talking all about how they're probably a Super Bowl contender again. Yet, like I said, it has not been pretty at all throughout the course of this. To me, they're like the biggest paper tiger contender that I have seen to this point. What's your view on Green Bay?
4: Oh, I agree that they're they're a paper tiger, but the good news for them is they're in the NFC. So, I mean, I think we could make the case that there's not a lot of great teams in the NFC. I mean, Tampa Bay is is wilting a little bit. You have the Philadelphia Eagles, who who, that's a very good team. Dallas Cowboys, we're not really sure what they are. Speaking of paper tigers, they always fold (laughs) in the playoffs. So, the Packers are in a pretty good spot because they have such a young receiver core. So if they can use the next, let's say, three to six weeks and those, those teams that they're facing over the next three weeks, I'm a, I'm a Commanders fan. I'll tell you right now that that's going to be a, a reasonably easy win. I think those other two are as well, to your point. I think once this receiver core, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, um, we have the veteran presence of Randall Cobb, Robert Tunyon, coming off a, a pretty bad injury, starting to get back in the fold. I think we'll see a better Packers team on the offensive side of the ball as we get into the postseason. Now the question becomes, well, are they Super Bowl bound? And frankly, in the NFC, they might be because we don't have a lot of great teams in the NFC. I I would say the Eagles are certainly up there. Obviously, the Buccaneers are up there. They need to get healthy as well. But I think once we get to playoff time, it does come down to the quarterbacks to a larger degree. So they don't look good now, but I expect them to look a lot better later.
3: Yeah, this is unfortunate for us with Vikings futures in that division (laughs) as well. They get the Bears, and then they get a depleted Bucks team. Then they get Pats without Mac Jones. They're going to get the Giants without Daniel Jones. I mean, it was just a an unfortunate run there yeah. for us with the, uh, with the Packers futures, that's for sure. See, let's talk about tonight. Um, this is an interesting game because there's a lot of people out there, myself included. You disagree with me that I think wrong team favored in this one. I like the Rams tonight a good bit. What draws you to the 49ers side?
4: Well, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like it's so obvious that the 49ers are going to win this game. But I do think we're catching the 49ers in a really good spot. So we still have sort of the mystique of the Rams coming off the Super Bowl win last year. So they're still getting credit for that in spite of just getting absolutely smashed on national television by the Buffalo Bills a few Thursday nights ago. With that said, we're also getting the 49ers coming off a loss to, of all teams, the Denver Broncos. Now, granted, that was Jimmy G's first game back. It was also at Denver. When I look at this game, I'm looking... At the coaching matchup, first of all, which I don't normally do, but we like—I don't like trends. I don't like going back, you know, two, three years. But the Sean McVay versus Shanahan thing, like it's—it's pretty obvious that Shanahan owns Sean McVay. It's—he's six and one. The one loss was in the playoffs last year when let's be honest, if Tart catches that interception, San Francisco is not only going to the Super Bowl, but probably winning the Super Bowl. As San Francisco is consistent right now or constituted right now, I think this team is excellent on defense, and I think Jimmy G is just good enough with all of his weapons back. That includes Kittle and emerging IU, Debo Samuel, Jeff Wilson in the backfield. I think they have just enough at home to get past the, the um, Los Angeles Rams. Let's remember, the 49ers started off slow last year as well. I think this team is going to start to pick up steam as long as they stay reasonably healthy. Yes, Trent Williams is a big loss, but let's not forget the Rams have injuries on on both sides of the ball as well, namely in their secondary and uh, on their offensive line as well. So I, I just think the Niners are in a good position to steal a win here.
1: Anytime anybody brings up Jaquizki Tart in that moment, I get a little bit emotional. I'm a 49ers fan. I hate it so much. It really grinds my gears because it was right in his hands. Um, but as it pertains to today, as we continue this conversation What's your outlook on Jimmy Garoppolo, not only tonight, but kind of long-term? Because he obviously didn't have the preseason opportunity to gel with his guys, but he has historically played with the majority of those pieces. And we thought, based on the burst of energy that he came in for in the game that Trey Lance got injured, that, hey, maybe this is going to be the key that actually makes the 49ers a Super Bowl contender this year more than Trey Lance because of all the unknowns with him. What's your long-term thought on Jimmy?
4: Well, first of all, I love how you put that because of the unknowns. Like the upside with Trey Lance was absolutely there, but we his floor was probably lower than Jimmy G's, which is actually crazy to say coming off what we saw um, just last week. With that said, I think Jimmy G, you know, it's funny. I hate to use the word washed. I mean, he's an NFL quarterback. He's a starter in the NFL, at least at this point. He's obviously very talented. I think we're getting close to the territory where we might we might really have to move on from Jimmy G. If you're a San Francisco fan, like in, in a couple of weeks, if we see the, the sample size that we saw, if that gets extended for the next couple of weeks, San Francisco has a really, really big problem. However, the good news for Jimmy G is that Kyle Shanahan is his coach. And I really think Kyle Shanahan systems get the best out of not only the running backs. We know that's true. Mike Shanahan too, by the way, but also the quarterbacks, the receivers, the tight ends. I think Jimmy G is in the best possible spot to succeed. And that's why that's part of the reason I like this game, because I think we're kind of, We're assuming Jimmy G is a bad quarterback, and that actually might be true. But under Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy G can be an adequate quarterback, and that's why I expect the 49ers to win this game. And for the record, that's why I expect them to make the playoffs and make a very deep run. My preseason Super Bowl pick was the Niners versus the Bills, and uh, it's not looking as great for the 49ers, but I expect them to pick up some steam as we roll along.
3: See, we've got about a minute here. What do you make of the Charger squad? I mean, it's one of those things where I, I know that you're you're looking around and it's like, man, okay, injury here, injury there, injury here, injury there. But I mean, I'm not a doctor, but it looks like Herbert was fine. I mean, he looked pretty good to me this past week. I actually, re- went back and rewatched the the All 22 of that this morning and didn't seem like the ribs thing was that much of an issue for him. And I understand you do have some pretty major injuries, but you're going to get Keenan Allen back. And it seems to me like maybe we're focusing a little bit too much on the bad and not the good on this team.
4: Yeah, I think you're right. And it's it's kind of like, here we go again with the Chargers. There's a lot of teams each season that seem like the sexy teams to take, and Chargers are certainly one of them. Yeah, you're right. They're getting Keenan Allen back. Herbert's going to get healthier and healthier. J.C. Jackson's going to be back. Like, this is this is a solid solid unit on both sides of the ball. The AFC is just so competitive. That's the problem. So it's going to be a disappointment if the Chargers don't make the Super Bowl. That's how fandom works, right? Maybe if they make the AFC championship, that might be okay for them. But at the end of the day, they're behind the Buffalo Bills. They might be behind one or two other teams in the AFC. So if they get to that AFC championship, all good. If they don't, it's going to be a major disappointment. So hopefully they stay healthy. I do think it's a top three or four squad in the AFC.
1: Sia, you're awesome. Thank you so much for the insight.
4: No problem. Thanks for having me.
1: That's it, Najad, and make sure you check him out. Um, all the great work that he does with Win Daily Sports and a number of outlets. We are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, a number of headlines and injury updates, most notably to quarterbacks. An update on Tua Tagovailoa Bailoa and Dak Prescott might be back soon, but why the Cowboys might not be in a rush.
4: This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonitone and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
1: For most of you around the country, the temperature might be cooling off. But not here. And fall sports are heating up mm-hmm. on the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now's the perfect time to join Bet Rivers. New bettors will receive up to 500 bucks in free bets when you make a first time deposit using the code SPORTS, S P O R T S. Go to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. It's still really warm here.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. You want it to be cold?
1: Yes, I'm a long-sleeved gal. Look at me. I'm wearing a half turtleneck, mm. and it's 95 degrees outside.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's – look, I will take it as long as it can be here. It's just – It's and the other thing is when it starts getting cold, it just reminds me, too, that we get, like, the extremely short days where it gets dark here at, like, 3.30 in the afternoon mm. because we haven't changed our time thing like some of the other places have. Like, <laughs> we live in a valley, and so the sun – even though it goes down earlier everywhere in the country, but it goes down behind these mountains here even faster. And so we are dark, like pitch black at like 4.15 in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, that's a good which point. Which is no, no I don't good. get excited about that. No,
3: that's horrible. All
1: right, that's fair. We're
3: going to be like walking out just of the like, studio. I
1: love sweater weather.
3: And like we're going to be walking out of the studio and the sun's like going to be like like halfway down. Every time <laughs> yeah. we're like walking out of the studio, uh, it's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, anyways, get back to some football talk here. A lot of quarterback news um, coming into this new week of the NFL Let's talk a little to a tongue here mm-hmm. because he has already been ruled out for week five against the jets still in concussion protocol. And we're going to see this across the league now because of what's happened with Tua, that they're really cracking down on concussion. So anybody that you see in the protocol, take extra caution on the length of what that might be, because there's uh, obviously we've, we've seen with the way that Tua was on the field on Thursday night, that there are old, incredible repercussions. If you do not take the proper precautions. So, Um, What do you make of this matchup with the Dolphins and Jets moving forward? And I mean, the quarterback situation in general, Teddy Bridgewater going to be the starter until cleared.
3: Yeah, sitting three, three and a half right now in favor of the Dolphins on the road. 44 and a half is the total. I jumped on an expensive three, so I paid the 115 in favor of the Dolphins. I mean, here's the thing. This thing was sitting at six. And then it's not going to be Tua, so it's sitting at three. And is the downgrade from Tua to Teddy Bridgewater against the Jets a whole a, a whole field goal? My opinion is no. So the Jets
1: and, didn't make you a believer with their win.
3: Listen, they're it's a it is perfectly fine that they went and beat the you know the corpse of Mitch Trubisky, and then the <laughs> like, and then the debut of Kenny Pickett. I mean, like it's you know it, it's fine, and they did what they had to squeak out a victory against what might be the worst offense. Well, Carolina Panthers are right there with you. But one of the worst offenses in all 49ers of the NFL are right there too. 49ers unless <laughs> they do something tonight could be yeah, could be right there with you. So it's to me it's it was just too big of a move, too big of an overreaction here. I mean, it's uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to take advantage of those weapons that he has against this Jets secondary. I mean, it's the Jets team is just still not good. They're look, they Got a couple of wins that they probably should have gotten against teams that were that were beat up, but I mean it's a the the move was way 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 too much for me. It's already like I said, three and a half are starting to pop back up out there, and I think some people kind of kind of came to the conclusion conclusion that I did that the the secondary that the Jets are going to put out there against Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddle and then Mike Gesicki if you want to include him and then all their secondary receivers, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to score some points in this game like this. This should not have moved from six to three. And I will gladly pay the the expensive three there on the one minus 115.
1: And I will say just about the Dolphins, obviously, Mm -hmm. I know they didn't have the result that they wanted on Thursday night, but I was very pleasantly surprised with how all of the things that we talked about that were ailing them coming into the game and then obviously losing their quarterback throughout the process that they held up. Yeah, a lot better than I anticipated them to do in that game. And
3: then the other thing about this one is, like, it's a long week as well. So Teddy Bridgewater knew. I mean, yes, he was not It wasn't announced. He knew he was starting the next game. So yes. I mean, like he has been, he has been thinking. He was, yeah, he was going to be the starter, and so you get the extra time to prepare all the different stuff, like everything for me was swinging dolphins in this one. So it was a, uh, it was, it was a welcome surprise to see that this thing came all the way down to three, and that was in the account as soon as it hit three.
1: One thing I will say about the Jets, though, is I don't think that Zach Wilson played as bad as his stat line will like look yeah. if you just blatantly. No peered at it. Um, I think that he's gonna get a lot better. If and... you're
3: a Jets fan, there are things to be happy about. Like yes. I think that there are you have a young team with a young nucleus with a young running back and a young young receiving core and a young quarterback. Like if they can if they can all progress together, right? If they can yes. all take steps together, we could be talking about a Jets team two years from now that's like almost like we're talking about with a with a Jags team right now. Where it's like, oh these all these draft picks and all these young guys Finally are start, yeah, you it's, it's, right starting track. to come in the right direction. Yeah. So, but yes, not quite there yet.
1: Okay. Dak Prescott expected to be back practicing this week and reportedly could be eyeing a Sunday return, which Feels unlikely based on all of the the things that we've seen surrounding that. Week six was the original plan for his return. Um, So against the Rams this week would be ahead of schedule, obviously returning from the fractured thumb. But I know you liked my tease about the the, the, the Dallas Cowboys don't really need to rush. Rush!
3: into Into any changes here because
1: Cooper Rush has been fantastic to this point and the way that they have altered the game plan knowing that he isn't the same quarterback as Dak Prescott has forced them to rely on the run a little bit more get Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard more involved Uh, Cooper Rush has not thrown an interception by the way Mm -hmm. very impressive and he's done enough he's looked really really solid to this point Um, obviously taking on a a Rams team that we're going to get a better idea of who they are Tonight, so I'm not necessarily firing on, on a bet right now. But, I mean, plus five after what I've seen from them so far. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's
3: fairly interesting. I mean, it was – I actually paid attention to that game a little bit more than I thought because I ended up playing the Cowboys in the contest this past week. And so, I, I paid attention to that a little bit more. And, look, he – he's making good decisions. And more importantly, he's just not making bad decisions, Mm -hmm. which is like with these guys that come in and it feels like a lot of these guys feel like they have something to improve. Right. And so they end up like wanting to make that special play or wanting to do that, something a little bit extra. And a lot of times it just backfires and ends up making them look like a moron. Right. Well, he's not doing any of that and he's doing just enough to maximize what this Cowboys team is putting out on the field. And again, Gallup was able to play this past week he's only going to increase his reps out there so you, now you have a true real secondary mm-hmm. option Brown can kind of slide back into that third role which I think will be perfectly fine for it might be one of the better th- number three options in all the NFL right and when it's all said and done and so I um I, I really do I really do think this Cowboys team is going to surprise and it that's a that's just a wrong thing for me and we'll We'll probably talk later in the week about, you know, at the quarter poll here of things we were right on, things we were wrong on, and different things like that. Yeah, this is a team
1: that we both were very down on, and when Dak Prescott got injured, we were like, okay, yeah, this is is over over for them. And that has not been the case at all, and their defense has been... So impressive. Uh, Really, really fun to watch. The minus three was my favorite bet that I had of the weekend, and I was a little bit anxious about it because Mm -hmm. I feel like all the sharps and, like, smart money-type people, underdog bettors, were like, this line is fishy, taking the other side. And then, I mean, commander's going to commander, and the Washington defense did what we expected them to do, and Cooper Rush led the offense to the extent that he did. So... I really like the Cowboys again, yeah. and I don't know if it'll last. But I think, uh, for all intents and purposes, for what we have seen to this point, um, they they are looking it, good.
3: And it's one of those things where if you're changing you know, my opinion, if you want if you want the Cowboys, I mean. If the Rams look real bad tonight, then you're probably not. You're going to get a lot less. Yeah, you're going to get a lot worse of a number. So just something to also think about that that maybe you want to go ahead and and snatch that up.
1: Giants quarterback Daniel Jones considered day to day after injuring his ankle in the 2012 win against the Bears. Brian Dable said um, after the game that the hope was that Jones would be okay moving forward this week. Um, also their backup quarterback had a concussion in the game. So we saw a lot of wildcat with Saquon yeah, Barkley, I
3: know. um, which just actually was it. pretty
1: successful. So there you go.
3: Just do it this week. You're not going to win anyway. So just like, <laughs> just, just do it. Go full on Saquon wildcat this week. I mean, look, he said today it was a sprain. He wouldn't say it was a high ankle sprain. He just said it was a sprain. And but it so feels unlikely. it feels unlikely to me that they would do that, but. Hey, you know, we've seen, you know, we've seen weirder things. Davis
1: Webb potentially going to be elevated from the practice squad. That's going to be their only,
3: yeah, their only option (laughs) going to Davis Webb in this thing. But yeah, I mean, this is, this is going to be one of the most, if not the most popular teaser legs of the week. I would imagine this is already in several people's accounts. If they found any partner to, uh, to put this up with, because I mean, if you can get the Packers to under a field goal against a completely depleted Giants team, um, then that's going to be the way to go so yeah i think this will be this will probably be the the number 1 game that uh, the books are going to be rooting for the Giants to uh, to bust all these teasers up, that's for sure.
1: Um, one more quick thing here in the last mm-hmm. minute. Um, Jonathan Taylor had an ankle injury in the game over the weekend, but apparently it's not serious. The initial tests came back negative, so there's hope, although it is a short week that you never know. So it's for me, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. Um, but also on the other side, they'll be playing the Denver Broncos and Javante Williams had a season-ending ACL injury, so both running backs dealing with an yes, issue. Yes,
3: the disappointment bowl is yeah. there Yeah, on Thursday night like that's basically what this is the market is telling us that they think Taylor's not going to play because it's three and a half so it's like moot it's on the other side Mm -hmm. of three in favor of a Broncos team that has looked the most uninspiring squad outside of the Colts (laughs) who they're playing in the entire NFL and so I think the market is trying to tell us they don't think that Jonathan Taylor is going to play but I don't tend like this this is just whatever I have no interest in this game whatsoever
1: yeah probably yeah We'll see when we get closer to game time. I always find a way to be about that action. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're gonna take a quick timeout. Overreaction Monday continues as we close out hour one on the other side. This team scored 45 points in a loss yesterday. Am I overreacting to say, just bet the over this week? It's 46 and a half. What are we doing?
0: Love you, John Wall. Thanks, coach. Love you too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my day. That's my (laughs) day. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler 24 7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
4: I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life.
1: Welcome back to VEASAN Final Countdown. This segment presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a simpler way to enjoy nicotine satisfaction and enjoy le- lasting change. On your own terms, Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. It's helped millions of people achieve that change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there's one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey, but when you feel you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor, and the right time. If you're thinking about making to change, want to learn more, check out Zin Nicotine Pouches at Zin.com, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back. We are live from the South Point. He's Matt Brown. I'm Stormy Tony. It's an overreaction Monday, so we're gonna hustle through mm, I like a few feelings mm-hmm. um, that may or may not be overreactions, and you know, Matt's gonna kind of put up the gauge, the meter there, and tell, tell us how he's feeling. I like him. Alright, so, what I teased um, was a certain certain total coming into this week. We should just be betting the lions over every week based on what I have seen from the offense. And they're just being able to fire on all cylinders and defensively not being able to stop a soul Bet the overs every week,
3: if they can get back their key pieces, the answer to this is absolutely yes. And not an overreaction at all, because it is a putrid and I'm talking putrid defense. And so when you get the combination of a team that can actually move the ball. Look, they did this this past week. It just happened to be fortunate if they were playing Seattle, who is equally as putrid on the defensive <laughs> side. But
1: 93 like, total yes, points. Yes.
3: I mean, like, equally as putrid on, on the defensive side of the ball. But – when they have St. Brown out there and they have Swift out there and they've got these other guys, like, you know, I mean, even Reynolds and Goff have a rapport from back whenever they were in L.A. And, you know, you're starting to see, I mean, Hawkinson had the career game his first, like, first big game of his entire life and all this. Like, this team is going to be able to move the ball and put points up, and they are going to give it up and going to give it up a lot. The one thing we're going to have to really, at some point, that we're going to have to, like, we got to quit the hype on this Lions team. They're they're garbage. Mm. Like I mean, like it was one of those things. Like it's easy to get wrapped up in the whole feel good story and all that, but like they're garbage. I mean, they're like, you. They can't stop anything. I mean, Geno Smith looked like I'm cu- the second coming of Peyton Manning, <laughs> Manning out there. I mean, seriously. Well,
1: no, okay, but also have we just had like. An improper perception of who Geno Smith could be, because if you looked at his stat line blindly and had no idea Mm -hmm. who it was, like you could think that that was a legit NFL quarterback based on a lot of these.
3: Here's an over here's overreaction for you. Geno Smith is a top twelve quarterback (laughs) in the NFL.
1: That's an overreaction. Okay, but but to to quote the He's
3: been very efficient. He's though.
1: been very efficient. He's yeah. been a lot better than I anticipated him to be. And to quote the great Stephanie Camerlack, who is usually the producer of the show, shout out Wyatt for filling in today. Appreciate you, pal. Um looking Helmethead. like West Virginia Gino out here. Yeah.
3: Well, the thing is is so the Seahawks weirdly enough have completely shifted their offensive philosophy, which is actually for the worse for them because you would, like, again, we, we thought they would want to lose and get one of the high draft picks <laughs> instead. They've completely shifted their because they understand with a defense this poor, right, it doesn't behoove them to slow the game down and just run, 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 because what happens is, is that you have to be basically absolutely perfect, right, because when, when you know the other team is going to continue to put points on the board, if you limit how many possessions you have and you limit – then you're limiting the variance and then, then it's just not good for you. You want – as high, when you have a defense this bad, you need a high variance game. You need to throw all over the place. You need to try and score as fast as you can. You need to run at a high pace. You cannot consider sit out there and just run the ball over the place. And so which they're is,
1: doing the right thing, which, which they should not be doing. But Matt – it's hilarious that they're like, hey, let's do this with Geno Smith and not when they have I know. Russell Wilson. That's what I'm That's saying. They're doing the right thing now yes.
3: as opposed to when they should. Um, I know. It's insanity. But to
1: go back to the Lions real quickly and just to wrap mm. up that thought here, um, the Lions' lowest scoring game to this point has been 52 points. The highest was yesterday mm. with the 93. The total in the game coming up against the Patriots, 46 and a half. So I just kind of – I don't recommend this generally, but I just blindly fired on the over in that game because I feel like it's going to get yeah. there.
3: Well, I mean, like I said, it, it, against – Against pretty much any yeah. team, as long as St. Brown, Chark, and yes. Swift well, will eventually a, be back. They yeah. did
1: that without yeah. their key players. Um, Jared Goff, eleven touchdowns, three interceptions, is the third most passing yards in the NFL right now. Um, let's keep this rolling. Yes. We got to hustle through. Um, the Ravens are choking away their division. Agree <laughs> or disagree? Overreaction or not?
3: Overreaction because they weren't they weren't good in the, in the first. <gasps> they place.
1: have had two. Yeah. Significant second half lead, 17 plus points yes. that they have let fall apart and lose the game.
3: Yeah, but I mean, you is know. This,
1: you don't think that this could potentially be something we see as a recurrence down the line?
3: Well, I just think that defense is is just bad. I mean, the defense is bad. Hawk it, garbage, it, yes, as you like yes, to say. They're old and slow. And so when the defense is old and slow, you're going to end up allowing teams that are young and fast. To, to catch up on you or just beat you. And, like, that's what we saw. The Dolphins, young, fast, were able to catch up because the defense got old and slow later on in the game and they tired out. Same deal with the Bills, right? I mean, it's just, it was, the Bills looked like, okay, maybe this is, like, uh, maybe this finally the one of those games is going to catch up to them. And then, no, then they're just superior talent against these old, mm-hmm. slow guys in the secondary. But like, nobody's
1: going to, like, give you crap for losing to the Bills, right? No. Like, at the end no. of the day. But it's the way you lose for me that doesn't make sense. That is unacceptable. They're two and two in a three-way tie for the division lead when they should be four and oh controlling it. I just don't understand. Remember
3: they let Devonte. I mean, they, they won the game. They let Devonte Parker have a career day against them as well. I mean, like any of these teams with a pulse, like I was all over Cincinnati. Like as soon as that line opened, I got three and a half on Cincinnati was in the account and was in the account at every sports book that I could find it at. Like You're, that is
1: your, um, what's your opinion on Harbaugh not kicking the field goal? N- His explanation
3: was absolutely perfect, which is why it's so hard for people to understand. I hated it in
1: the moment and then like but I get it. I just I still hated it in the moment. As somebody who had a bet on the game. So
3: so it's the same reason it's the same reason why, and it it, it worked out, but it's the same reason why Dayball in week one shouldn't have gone for two, even though ended up working out and they won the game, right? It's because then you change the identity of the other team and their game plan because you force them to be hyper aggressive, right? Like if you go for two and it's going to win the game because there's no time left, then yes, yes, you do that. But when you go for two and you go up by a point and then you and then you leave the other team a minute and a half or something, I think it was a minute fifteen that they still had or something, whatever, like like that you make them be super, super hyper aggressive as to where if the game was tied, they'd probably just sit on the ball and you go to overtime. Right. And so like there's, it changes the philosophy of the team that you're playing. And that's what Harbaugh was trying to explain. It's like, if, if we go, if we go up three right there, well, they only need three to tie. It's, it's the bills for crying out loud, yeah. and two a touchdown still beats us, you know. And so if the only thing where it went awry was the interception, like if yes. if, if they'd had to start at the two, then everything makes perfect sense. But you know, again, the interception yeah. kind of well, changed that's the whole thing. the whole like, calculus. Lamar Jackson, of you want
1: to be an, an MVP again? Yeah. You can't throw two fourth quarter interceptions. Yes. Um, the Panther season is over for
3: your ticket. You're like also Lamar for my ticket.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, come on, bro. That was I was trying to be <laughs> subtle. Thank you for that,
3: Matt. <laughs> You're like, come on, bro. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes, and so is is
3: yes, and so is the and so is the coaching career and quarterbacking Uh, career and all that. Yes,
1: and I know that a lot of people have been talking about it, but I still think it bears repeating that the Panthers have lost 24 straight games when their opponent has scored 17 or more points. They are one in 26 under Matt Rule in those instances. That is unacceptable yeah. for any team at any level
3: they What don't, are we doing the, the thing with them is like they don't have the worst talent in the league no, that's why that's why it's crazy that this has looked so 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 bad so far because again they are they are equally talented as like the bottom 10 teams in the league and we've seen we've at least seen signs of life from just about every team in the league so far except for this one
1: it's' I just, I don't understand. Like we talked about earlier with the quarterback situation, Baker Mayfield's not doing it, and he probably should be supplanted by someone, but they just don't have the option there to do it right now. Um, Okay, the Raiders have figured out the formula, got their first win, no longer the lone defeated team in the league, still can go over 500 this season, still can make the playoffs.
3: That is an overreaction. That team's not, the, the team's not, that team is not any good. That team is not any good. They're, they're, they're going to lose... They are going to finish with ten. They're going to finish with double digit losses. This team
1: updated season for one sure. total seven and a half.
3: Yes, for sure. They're going to finish with double digit losses. For sure. There's there, there's not there's there's no efficiency on either side of the ball. I mean like and look finally but
1: we finally saw what it's like. Hey, if you get the ball in the hands of your playmakers, <laughs> you can do something.
3: Are you? Is this like? Is this a rosy outlook type thing for you? Do you honestly no, believe this? Or are you playing devil's it's advocate? It's because
1: I'm like looking ahead at next week at the Chiefs, and we saw the Chiefs. Obviously, we know if they're in a shootout type of a game, mm-hmm. they're going to have success and they're going to be able to outdo you. Can the Raiders be a good opponent in that case, where they can go blow for blow?
3: If the Broncos had had a pulse, the Broncos would have won that game. Like And seriously, if the Broncos had a pulse, the Broncos would have won that game. You're
1: going to make our boss who's sitting it's in just, here, Brian just, Rogers, it's very the upset truth. with, it, his, he's, he with your just He has eyeballs. <laughs> he
3: has eyeballs. He knows what went on on that field. If the Broncos had a pulse, they would have won that game. It's just they did, They don't. And so they didn't.
1: Uh, Our pro tip to end the hour as we do every hour here on v 20 of them throughout the course of the day on every show. Don't overreact to small sample size.
3: Yeah. Um, especially incredibly small sample sizes such as Jimmy Garoppolo, like we were talking about. He has had one start so far. Now, I think he's washed, but you don't. And so that's one of those things. We'll, we'll let it play out and see how this goes. But you cannot make a judgment. I can't bury him right. after one start in the NFL, which I have, have done. In fact. Doesn't
1: mean I have faith in him today yeah. just because I think he's pre-soaked. Pre-soaked, yes, yes. No, not washed. Um, but I think throughout the course of the season, he'll figure it out. Give it time. See how things play out.